0: You know, it's interesting. Usually, when I use the word audit, most people just give me a scrunched up face and say, Audit? Why? Oh, gosh, I don't want to go through an audit. And if I had to guess, I would guess that it's probably because most of you have seen your finance people, your CFOs or your CPAs go through a bank audit or a due diligence audit. And gosh, I know they're painful. But when we're talking HR, HR is not painful. It's really, really not. And um, I just gave a course this morning on basic HR, and I wrapped up the entire workshop with a list of audits that I recommend. And if you're new to HR or if you're using HR as an additional responsibility, this list will probably do well for you. And I'm not saying that you yourself – but I'm, I'm going to suggest that you partner. Take this list that I'm about to give you and, and partner with someone who is much more familiar with HR. Call your labor law attorney. Send him, have him send over a paralegal. Uh, call your HR consultant. Get them in and say, look, I've got a list here. I, I listened to the podcast. I've got a list. How can you help me with this? Because I want to make sure that I'm compliant. So here we go. Just basic fundamental audits consist of reviewing your personnel files. Now, what, what are we looking for when we go into personnel files? I want you to hone in on all the material that's in that file. I don't care how old it is. The Department of Labor requires that you know 14 pieces of information on every employee. And a portion of those 14 are in that personnel file. Now, most likely you've got them, but divisions of the Department of Labor also do not want certain information in that personnel file. So going through there and determining yes, no, yes, no, clean that personnel file out and make sure that everything that's in there is truly compliant. And yes, that may mean that you have to create another file. But in all truthfulness, I tell my clients, you could theoretically end up with five different files on any one employee. The personnel file, the file or the binder that you have the I-9 in, medical file, because all medical information should be separate. You could have a training file. Because training is material certifications, licensures, certificates. The, none of that is is confidential. So that literally could be in a file where the employee can get to it. And my IT guys is perfect example. If they keep everything electronic. But uh, let's go back to my pharmaceutical companies. Um, I had pharmaceutical companies, and those individuals individuals were constantly updating. They're constantly getting CEUs. They're constantly doing continuing education to maintain their expertise. And I kept a huge file at the end of the hallway where they could just go in and put things in their own file of training. And then when we got audited by a client, a company that we were doing research for, the client could just go right over and pull the file and see all the different certifications, all the different dates. It wasn't confidential. Fifth file you might possibly have would be workers' comp. Workers' comp claims have to be completely separate from medical files because they're two different entities. And remember, some workers' comp claims and files paperwork has to be retained for up to 30 years if it has anything to do with hazardous materials. So auditing your personnel file is a really great place to start. Then let's talk about your i nines. Everyone knows that those are extremely um, rigid. They're completely controlled. They're so specific, and we've had two shows on this already. Those those are really sensitive documents. Have someone professional. Don't ask your coordinator or someone there in the office to come in and look at them. Bring in an outside party to look at those I-9s, an expert who can see what you might have missed. And I would do it at least once a year. Um, I, I mean, you can do that virtually if you need, but I-9s are definitely one of the things that you don't want to over overlook when it comes to audits. I also strongly recommend... Do an audit on the Fair Labor Standard Act. Do an audit to verify that you're paying your employees correctly from the exempt versus non-exempt perspective. Are you classifying your individuals correctly? Fair Labor Standard Act also covers 1099s versus W-2. Are you classifying your independent contractors correctly? Are they truly independent contractors? Even though they say they're small businesses, I hear it all the time. Well, he's got an LLC. He may still be an employee if he meets the requirements of the Fair Labor Standard Act. That one could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. In fact, I have seen I had one company, I had a CPA firm call me in and say, hey, can you get in here and help them? They're being audited by wage and hour. And by the time I got in, it was way too late. They went out of business. They could not meet the fines. They could not pay the back pay for 40 individuals that they had classified as 1099s. When in fact, if they had been audited earlier, would have been identified as actually W-2 employees. Wage an hour doesn't fool around, guys. And remember, a claim can be called in over the phone with no evidence. An employee, a member of the family, a family friend can call in and say, this is what's happening, this isn't right, and you're under an investigation. It's just that easy. That's how quickly those things can be initiated. The next audit, I would highly recommend is going back over your training. How are you onboarding new hires? Are you actually walking them through and showing them the exits? Are you talking to them about the emergency response plan? Are you telling them when the work week is versus the pay period? Are you explaining to them how to report an absence? Are you telling them how to report an a work-related injury. Look, it seems like simple topics, but very commonly individuals get terminated because of these topics. And in all truthfulness, they were never trained to begin with. And if you're talking about from a safety perspective, if you're not training on the safety topics, that is an audit that oh my gosh, you definitely want to be doing yourself or having someone come in from a third party to do prior to the OSHA coming in and doing it on their terms. And then there's, oh gosh, I think I've got six or seven more, but just out of time, I've got a fourth quarter audit. And this is an audit that I hand out to my clients to say, hey, it's at the end of the year. Here's some things you need to be looking at. Here's some things that you need to be going back over. And let's just make sure that we're good there. And the list e- includes uh, updating beneficiaries on insurance forms, life insurance, HSA. Look, how many times do you hear someone say, oh, well, I'm not dating that girl anymore or I'm not married to that woman anymore or um, "I, I don't have that gentleman with me anymore. And it turns out they, at the time, they were filling out the paperwork, that's who they were going to give all their money to. That was their beneficiary. Look, things change, life happens. Let's get that updated. Let's get addresses updated. Let's get last names updated. Uh, Maybe a child was a dependent in 2022, but in 23, they're not going to be a dependent. Do we need to change taxes and exemptions, deductions? Do we want to change the deductions for an HSA? Do we need to update the OSHA 300 report? Do we need to change policies in the handbook? Were there any gift cards passed out this year? If so, that all needs to go to finance because those are all taxable items. This is such an extensive list. Um, i I have no problem giving this out to anyone. If you want a copy, just contact the station here or send me an email. I will be more than happy to send this out. But what this does, and the reason I put these together, is that it disciplines us as HR people to double-check ourselves, make sure that we haven't become complacent or that we've become very comfortable with doing things maybe not quite as efficient or as detailed as we should, and a second pair of eyes or an outside party coming in and looking at it will get us back, it'll get us grounded again. And you'll be able to look at your senior staff or your business ownership and say, oh, no, 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 I just had that reviewed. We're good. I'm I'm completely confident that we're compliant in those areas. And your employees will know that you're looking out for them. That guy does not want his ex-girlfriend on his uh, beneficiary form. Or, yes, his address changed, and if he's not going to get his W-2, you just saved him some trouble by getting that updated so that he does get it in a timely manner. Either way, take control of your office. Know what's going on. And know that you're doing things the right way. I mean, In all truthfulness, that's why we're here. The human resource. Taking your questions, taking your suggestions, and giving you ideas for good solutions. I wanted to say a shout out to uh, a new individual, Maureen. Congratulations on your new position in your HR office there at uh, your corporation. And Stacy. It was very nice meeting you today at the training session. Hope to see you again. And you? My name is Pandy. I hope you listen too, to our next show of The Human Resource.